Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy as Natty podcast. Today I want to introduce an inspirational, soulful entrepreneur and friend of mine, Erin Schmelik. Erin is the owner of Tribe Creative Co., which is a creative collective specializing in website design, branding, and content. In starting her business, Erin has crushed all thinking patterns and she's followed her dreams. And this podcast will be about just that how we can overwrite society's pre-written book for successful lives and how we can pave our own path to a dream life. The same way Erin has inspired me, I hope her smiling vibrations will do that to you too. This is the podcast. Hey Erin, welcome to the studio and welcome to the podcast. Hi Nat, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, welcome to um, to the, the studio here in Jamaica. Right, Jamaica doesn't get much better than this. That's very, very true. So we've been living a very fun, quite successful, dare I say, healthy and inspirational life slash business boot camp for about 10 days now. Well, that's... We what? sure have. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm A little to bit of it. everything. Yeah. Exactly. So how how are you liking moving your office to Jamaica for 10 days? Because I just want to get this mm. right for everybody who's listening, that we haven't just been having fun or not doing anything <laughs> going to the beach. Like you actually came out here knowing that you were going to work. Yes. I did. <laughs> so yeah, how's that? How's the trans- transition to of offices been? Yeah, it's been good. It's been a really busy time for me. So being able to know that I can manage that in a different location is is good. Um, and yeah, it's been a lot of work. And as you know, we've been getting up early, having our workouts. So it's not been laying on the beach for sure. <laughs> but it's been exactly what I needed. So yeah. that's good to hear. Um, so has it been difficult at all staying in touch with clients now that you're not in your mm. usual environment? It really hasn't. Um, I mean, I didn't even tell the majority of them I was going to be gone out of the States. Um, the only thing that really changes is that I obviously can't, I have to call over the internet while I'm abroad so that I don't get charged a crazy amount by my phone provider. Um, but yeah, I've, it's been managed pretty well. Like I haven't really had any issues, so <laughs> it's really good to good. know. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this more. Have you found that you're working more or less while you've been away from your normal office? Um, I feel like I've actually been working more, which has been really good because I needed that. Um, I mean, it's nice to have the space to work in at home. I don't really have that, so I usually go to a cafe. So mm-hmm. here it's been easy to like sit down in the morning and really do a lot of work. And yeah, for a long period of time. So Perfect. yeah, it's been great. <laughs> so that's what I actually wanted to ask you. So what mm. is the the normal office for you? So a normal office for me is usually in the morning. I'll go to a cafe. Um, and I'll every pro- morning, almost every morning. Yeah, wow. I either have a meeting in the morning, and I'll just like stay there after the meeting, or. I mean, I feel like I'm most inspired in in other spaces. Like, I don't really have a space where I live right now. So, um, but I do love getting inspired by just going away from home. So, yeah, yeah, it works out. Would you Would you think that you, or has it ever happened that you've met maybe potential business partners at cafes or clients? Gosh, you know, I haven't really. Like, I. Definitely would love for that to be more of a thing where people actually talk to each other. Yeah. 
<laughs> while they're working there. But I, I mean, I haven't, I can't say that I've really run into anybody. Although, like, I go to this cafe where I really know the owners, and I'm always like, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. But <laughs> do you need a new website? Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. But you never know. Like, I get in conversations elsewhere where people, like, I just mentioned what I do, and people are like, oh, wow, actually, I need a website, or I know somebody needs a website. So. Yeah, always talking about it helps. <laughs> but that wouldn't necessarily happen while you're working in a cafe. Not, not necessarily. Cool. No. Okay, well, that's good to know. So let's go somewhere else yeah. when we need <laughs> when right? we need new clients. Um, okay, so let's turn back the clock about two to three years because that is when I met you for the first time, mm. and that's when you were already inspirational to me. <laughs> um, but for everybody who's listening, can you describe what you were actually doing back then and what kind of lifestyle you had? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, two to three years ago, well, so I was working for Job Adder, which is obviously where we met, um, as a product manager. So I was working, basically doing uh, project management for new features on, on our product. Um, and I think about three years ago, I had probably just moved to Australia um, from Denver. So I got the opportunity through Job Adder to do that. And it was kind of like that is what sparked everything, I think, for me. And it was a big shift in my life is that I kind of knew that I didn't want to be commuting to, uh, like, I didn't want to be in Denver. I didn't want to be in some other city in the States forever and ever just commuting back and forth to my job. Like, I wanted to take these opportunities to really like go somewhere new and that like that opportunity opened my eyes up to the lifestyle that I kind of now have created mm-hmm. and um, job editor was really amazing and giving me the opportunity so that kind of set the stage for everything that's transpired yeah. in the last three years. So. Did you did you know at all that when you took a job and you were moving to Australia did you by then already knew that you weren't just going to move to Australia, you were also going to start traveling around or was it still like, I'm just moving to Sydney? Um, So I think I knew that I was going to start traveling around because they, I mean, at the time there were people who are working more remotely in different areas of the world and um, I knew that I wanted to. I guess I didn't really necessarily know if they were okay with that. So it wasn't until... Um, yeah, I mean, I had to kind of leave to keep my visa going anyway, and so that's kind of how it all, all worked out. But it was great because, you know, we had clients everywhere, so it wasn't like I was just going to Malaysia just to go to Malaysia. Like, mm-hmm. I got to meet with clients there and show them some love when they don't necessarily get a lot, you know, so, yeah, yeah it so worked. Then that's that's another question that I um, that I had as well. Did you pick in the beginning when when you were really starting to become like a digital nomad? Mm. Did you pick locations because of your choice, or was it more because of clients? Um, I mean, I think it was a combination of both. Like mm. I knew that I it was an easier sell, obviously, if I could go somewhere and like meet with clients. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also worked from Bali quite a few times, and I mean, job editor was just great about allowing me to do that so I kind of like took it and ran with it you know as much as I could and and still managed to yeah get a lot of work done and everybody there was really supportive of it so yeah it was really nice do you remember one moment in time or like a specific location when you thought okay I actually am a digital nomad or that you thought hey I actually want to do this 
for an mm. unforeseen time. Yeah. Do you remember? I mean, it could. I think it was kind of like the first time I went to Bali because I knew that there was like did people out there working as digital nomads, but I didn't really know what that looked like. But Bali is such a hub for that that I, you know, would go to these co-working spaces and be like, wow, like this is amazing. These people are just doing their own thing, working from Bali full time or part time. And like I could do that, too. You know, like it was kind of a realization that that's happening in lots of areas of the world so so it was bali yeah i mean bali's yeah (laughs) bali's done a lot for me for sure good old bali that's amazing so i mean you kind of mentioned this that you came over to australia and you already started feeling you didn't want to live a nine-to-five lifestyle Mm -hmm. was that exactly then or like when did this start like happening for you like nine-to-five is not for me yeah um I mean, I think it's always been in the back of my mind that it wasn't really for me, and I, like, fought that for many, many years. Oh, did um, you? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always known that the corporate life just wasn't, it didn't, I didn't fit into that. I just didn't. But job editor, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that I've had, have had some where I really didn't fit in because of the culture or whatever, and then job editor was kind of like a nice balance because i felt like the culture supported some of the other things I wanted to do personally, like travel and stuff like that. And that was great. But at the same time, then, you know, coming back to Denver and just being there on my own working remotely wasn't, it wasn't that dream anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just thought, yeah, there was a certain point where I just was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to be working on my own thing and really feeling motivated to get up in the morning and do my work. And it's always more difficult or that's from from my experience when you not necessarily find that motivation anymore or don't have as much motivation as you had in the beginning but then you're by yourself and you're not surrounded by your colleagues like does that is that harder for you oh I mean absolutely like everything probably changed for me when I wasn't really in Australia anymore and was kind of on my own and in Colorado um it just yeah it was hard to keep up and stay you know yeah. like in you know in the know of things and that's when I really started kind of getting unmotivated for that work yeah, yeah. and then knowing knowing <laughs> so knowing that now you have your own business obviously there was this one probably point in time that you're like right I'm going to do this even though it sounds like like everything was leading up to that one point but then you basically had to pulled the trigger Mm. and like was it really scary for you because like what was the scariest thing for you that maybe even made you do it later than you would have anticipated or like what was really scary going by yourself so I mean I think for me the scariest thing was like possibly knowing that I wouldn't have like a stable income obviously you know initially So the biggest thing for me, and it might be different for other people, was really having that safety net built up to know that I could launch this business and, you know, let it evolve, not force it because I'm, oh my God, running out of money and what am I going to do, but really like be able to take it one step at a time and not know that I was going to be fine financially. Like for me, that's what weighed on my mindset the most as far as going off on my own. Mm -hmm. Um... And then, I mean, in the end, it, yeah, it's not even been scary.
scary financially. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I hope people realize that it's really, you create, you create that abundance and, um, and it will come like it. Yeah, it yeah. just does. <laughs> but you have to be, do you reckon you have to feel really good at, about what you're going to do and be very, um, like very driven about what you're going to do or do you reckon you can also if you have like half ideas and you don't really know but mm. you don't want to be in job anymore just go for it or I mean that's a good question I think because of the amount of work that you do have to put in you you have to like want this mm -hmm. you know okay. it's like <laughs> I mean I couldn't work on websites day in and day out knowing that I just didn't really care about putting together yeah. websites for people um, and it's not really about the websites for me. It's really about helping other entrepreneurs, creative, uh, helping them bring their vision to life yeah. in a way that supports their business. Um, and I've had friends who have kind of like had some ideas and then they thought they were going to launch and they didn't. And I say, hey, look, I, w I wouldn't take the risk if you're not 100% in. Okay. So that's, that's my advice. <laughs> that's really good advice. Well, actually, I was wondering, what advice would you give yourself about maybe two years ago two years ago yeah I mean I think like the biggest advice is just listening to what your heart is telling you I mean I think for a long time being able to work from wherever I was and work for job adder kind of masked the fact that I actually wasn't really happy with what I was doing and I knew that it was never for me it was never gonna go anywhere I didn't want a career as a product manager um, so if I had listened to myself, and I had like a really big realization of that, like uh, early 2017. So if I had listened to myself earlier and been like, well, wow, I love this lifestyle. I'm not loving the work. Like, what can I do now? Okay. And, and that, I did come to that eventually, but it was yeah. just, <laughs> it was later than probably should have been. Yeah. But, oh, well, we Everything all... happens in good time, I exactly. think, when it's supposed to. And we all learn from, you know, from some things. And now you can give advice to other people yeah, saying exactly this. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so that's really good. Yeah. Are there, are there any days right now that you wonder, like, what am I actually doing? <laughs> or that you still, like, need to find motivation? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think I'm always motivated. Like, I feel motivated. I mean, I look forward to getting back to work on Monday. Like, that's something I've never had, ever. That's me applauding. Yeah. I just, I just love to hear this. I love to hear that people like to get back to work. Yeah, yeah. And I hope, I wish that everybody felt that way. But um, Yeah, and I just want to say, it's no lie, because we were out on excursions, and Erin was like, yes, I'm so happy to get back to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's a weird feeling, but it just... It's the truth right now. And um, so... <laughs> Where do you find that motivation, okay. though? I mean, I think the motive... For me, the motivation has a lot to do with, like, connecting with the people that I'm working with right now and, like, the fact that I get to work with people who I would, like, love to work with. You know, like, if I met that person, I'd just be like, wow, you're mm -hmm. cool. Like, let's hang out. Yeah. <laughs> but if I get to, like, work with you, that's even better. Um yeah, because you've decided quite early on to really focus on maybe a niche in your client mm. base. Yes. And do you reckon that's been like, like a lifesaver? I actually really think it has been. Um, I, so I, before I started my business, I heard people say, 
go either way. Like you shouldn't have a niche because that'll narrow your, you know, the clients that you take on or some have said you should have a niche. And I, I really have seen the value in having a niche and understanding who my ideal client is because, and I did all that work up front to understand that. And it's crazy how like just putting that down on paper, it's come to life. Like, I mean, I'm really working with those people who I put down as my ideal clients. Um, and it's just a greater focus. And I think if I was like welcoming in everything, you know, from all different industries, it just would be overwhelming and I wouldn't be as excited about the work and the people that I'm yeah. working with. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you keep yourself motivated. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And <laughs> um, what would you say since you've been working for yourself has been the biggest benefit? I mean, I would say the biggest benefit for me is really just having con like control and flexibility over my lifestyle. Um, so I get to design my days around when I work best and the hours that I want to put in, I get to decide what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And I really love having that choice um, because this is a creative thing. Like you're not creative hundred percent of the time exactly. there's you just can't be and so I love like when the work is flowing I'm just gonna get a ton of work done and then when it's not I'm gonna take a break and step away yeah yeah and you even don't mind working in the weekends now if you have to that's right I mean I I pretty much say that I don't work on Fridays and it's again it's a choice if I want to put in a few hours if I feel behind or something but some days on Saturdays if I don't have much going on and I really feel motivated then I'm going to go to the cafe and do a couple hours work that's and it's like yeah I yeah. don't I don't like dislike that or anything <laughs> um so in general, you are still working, let's say, four days a week. I mean, sometimes five days a week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you yeah. might even be working a whole week. Right. Um, would you say this is now your dream life? Because, you know, everybody's always talking about, I want to live the life of my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I know you're really happy now. And, like, you shine, like, a lot more than, for example, oh. you did when we were working in job better, even though, like, everybody was always very, let's say, positive about their jobs. But now it's even, like... Yeah. way more still so do you reckon this is like your dream life or I mean that's a great question like I I think like my dream life will always be evolving but if like in this moment I mean I'm sitting in Jamaica <laughs> like yes this is my dream life I mean I you know I wanted right now I wanted a business that would allow me to be location independent and would allow me to feel connected to the work and to the people that I work with. And I, that I have that right now. Yeah. And I, you know, get to travel around and live wherever I want, which is amazing. So I would say, yeah, I don't really, no, I can't great. think of anything that's missing right now. Then like, that's amazing. Yeah. It just, it feels super aligned. Like I just feel like it's an extension of me. It's not something that's separate that I go to and I do yeah. for someone else. Like it's, it, this is me. It's like, you. It's who, like, it's, it defines you. Yeah. Like, and you define your job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Um, the lifestyle you're living right now, like, as you said, going to cafes, maybe not necessarily having, like, a fixed place where you live, what is about the lifestyle is the most difficult or about working for yourself? About working for myself. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes, well, I think one of the things that can be difficult is that you're just like 
constantly figuring it out. Like it's, I, and I hope that's always the case. I mean, I love learning new things, but there are things that are, that can be difficult. Like, well, how much money am I going to make this month? And I can generally give a good ballpark, but I don't really know until the end of the month. <laughs> so, but that's, you know, like that could be an obstacle, but at the end of the day, it's not like, I just have to understand that the way that I look at my finances are a little different and that I, you know, save up that money during the month. And then I kind of use that to pay myself for the next month. Um, but I would say that is the most difficult part. It is like the financial part of it is up and down. And I know that as it evolves more, it'll be less so, but it's just figuring out like your capacity and like how to make the money you need. Yeah. Does that ever give you anxiety or stress? I mean, there are moments where I'm like, yeah, it definitely, it does. Like, you know, and um, taking on more expenses, like getting my own place and stuff can be scary sometimes. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just really have to trust, well, trust in myself that I know that I can do the work and I know that I can get the clients and I know that I can get more clients, yeah. you know, and just trust that, the money will come like uh-huh. it's not is it like you know when you work for other people in a in a position or like for example product manager or wherever you've worked before um do you feel like if you've ever experienced stress in that position is it like a different kind of stress you would have now yes because the stress that i felt in that position was sort of like coming from things that were out of my control Mm. like having things thrown at you last minute or changing the course of something that you've been working on for a while or not really having interaction and now really anything that I stress about is really something I can control it's not like you know like I said I mean I can I find the clients I can get them and I mean on that note I So one of the beliefs that I had in the beginning that I had to undo was that self-employment means instability or not having financial stability. And I now my new belief is that self-employment equals enoughness. So whatever, I get to define what my success is. But I, you know, after I started my business, I had so many friends that I called up who were being laid off from their jobs and, you know, unfortunately just not or not like making the money they should. And I'm like... Well, that's interesting because I always thought having a corporate job actually meant more stability. But at the end of the day, I actually get to choose how much money I make because I can go get more clients Mm -hmm. and I'm not waiting on somebody to give me a raise or hoping that they keep me aboard, you know, like hoping that they keep me employed. Like I get to control all that. So it's actually, I think, more stable if I, you know, I can look at it that way as well. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a very good point of view that is. Um, All right. So... Talking about something completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been here with me for ten days now, and you have, out of your own free will, <laughs> decided to eat completely vegan with me, and I appreciate that so so oh. much. Um, I'm wondering, did you have any expectations or maybe even fears, like taking on this decision? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess like one of my fears was like I'll never be full. <laughs> Like, I'll always need more food. How, how has that been? Uh, I mean, we've definitely been full, thanks to your wonderful cooking, <laughs> wonderful portion sizes. Yeah, yeah it's not been a problem at all. Okay, no, like, that's good to hear. It really hasn't. 
the urban myth never being full when you're vegan. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. Yeah, no, so that's full. good. Okay. Um we've also done quite a lot of workouts almost mm. every day. Do you feel like you've missed any nutrition or have you felt weaker if you think about it? So I definitely have not felt weaker. I mean I yeah, I've been really surprised because as I was telling you the other day, my mindset was like, oh, if I do a hard workout, like my body needs protein. And to me, like protein meant meat. Uh-huh. And um, like, I think I, I mean, that was just something I was telling myself. Now, I mean, I don't even, I don't miss meat. I don't crave meat. Like, I literally don't. I mean, none of that stuff. I'm like, wow, I've been like living in a lie this whole <laughs> time. Like, I didn't really need to be eating meat or like, obviously get enough protein elsewhere you know so no I haven't felt weaker or anything I felt I felt really good yeah, yeah you've been sleeping amazingly no, well I mean yeah that's never a problem <laughs> like a baby um do you feel your body differently or would you read your body differently now that's a good question um well I remember you told me about an uh was it like kind of an it was an eczema you told me about um, a rash. Oh, I had a rash. Yeah. So I, like, maybe a few weeks, and for a while, like, but a few weeks ago, I um, still had this rash on my shoulders and kind of on my, like, neck area. And I've, like I said, I've had it for a while, and I just didn't, I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I just assumed, like, hormones or something, but... I was eating a lot, I was eating eggs at least probably, like, three or four times a week, and then... The week before I came out here, I just happened to not eat any eggs. I just didn't make any breakfast with any eggs. And um, the rash started to go away. And then obviously, while we haven't been eating eggs here, it's still, it's so much better than it was. So, I mean, I think like being aware of your body and your everything, I mean, just knowing that that you know, not like brushing it off, like knowing that that might be caused by something I'm eating or doing, putting in my body. Um, So I like, I do feel like I've kind of always been aware of my body and how it feels after I eat certain stuff. Um, But yeah, I've noticed that this week I felt, I mean, I felt really good and healthy. No, you've always been very aware of like what you put in your body. I mean, you've even given up coffee. Yeah. big love like the love of your life and now you've had to give it up (laughs) but we've had nice substitutions yes um yeah so was there anything or did you miss anything like you said you didn't miss any food or any cravings for anything gosh I mean yeah surprisingly not like even cheese I thought oh I could never be vegan because I couldn't give up cheese Mm -hmm. but like the whole time we've been here it's not like I've been like oh could really go for a slice of cheese (laughs) right now I mean (laughs) so yeah, yeah, really, there's been, yeah, I think it's fascinating how you kind of tell yourself a story, but it's not necessarily yeah. like you need it. Exactly, you know? yeah. But it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. Okay, so maybe this is the beginning of a new <laughs> chapter for you as well, Erin? Could be, it could be for sure. <laughs> Keep me posted. I will. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today and for sharing your life experience and your life knowledge with me. Thanks for having me.
You're welcome. Um, if anyone of you listeners wants to reach out, or if there's any soulful entrepreneurs who might need some help with their website, how can they reach you best? Um, so you can find me on my website. That's tribecreative.co.co. Um, I'm also on Instagram at tribecreativeco. Um, or you can reach me directly at email Aaron at tribecreative.co. It's all at tribecreative.co. Yes, That's all the about one. Tribe Creative. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I will also make sure that there is a link in the podcast notes for everyone to click on so everybody awesome. knows where to go. Perfect. So um, thank you, Erin, and thank you all, um, or, and thank all of you listeners as well for your time, for your interest in today's episode. And I hope Erin's words have given you some inspiration to continue your day and continue your life. See you next time. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>